It's number one with a Bullard, the audio edition. I'm Gabe Bullard. Today's installment, The Future Was Here, Five Notes on Settling. One, why doesn't the future feel futuristic? I thought about this while waiting at a crosswalk last Saturday. A few people on electric scooters zipped around a van loaded with packages ordered the day before. It's possible the buyers placed their orders with a voice command. I said out loud that I wanted to hear a song that hasn't existed on record or CD in decades. In a second, it played through the small wireless earpieces I wear most of the time. Next to me, a man read messages delivered to his wristwatch. I pulled out the computer I keep in my pocket to check the weather forecast. It scanned my face and told me the latest news. Then it showed me a photo my mother, 900 miles away, had just taken. I looked up to check if the light had changed. There was a bird perched on the crosswalk sign. I pointed my computer at it, and it told me what species it was. All of this was incredibly mundane. A scene from science fiction came to life around me, and all I could do was yawn. Sure, I've become used to all this technology, but I've noticed lately that nothing seems new. This year, I upgraded every device I rely on, and, for the first time, felt no excitement at the newness of the marvels before me. The more I examine these feelings, the more I think it's not me that's stuck in a rut. It's the future. Two. 2.0. When I first saw an iPhone 15 years ago, I knew it was the first of many I would see and use. I knew they would get faster. I knew the camera would get better. I might have guessed the headphone wire would become unnecessary. And even though the phone didn't have many features beyond a touchscreen and a browser, I anticipated all the ways it could one day make my life and work easier or better. At the time, this seemed inevitable. But while it was possible to imagine that it would happen, it was impossible to know what it would look like. How sharp could a camera's image get? How fast could an internet connection be? It's hard to say when the image and connection you have are as advanced as they've ever been. To ask for more seems ungrateful or selfish. How sharp does our pocket camera need to be? How fast of a connection do we require in daily life? To the people who make technology, these questions are challenges. How fast can they make the connection? How sharp can they make the image? There's no ceiling, it seems. Every new advancement is a reason for a new version of the product, and over the years, these advancements have become routine. It's not just cars that get annual model upgrades. I recently bought a package of noodles that claim to be version 2.0 of the recipe. Each new advancement achieves what once seemed like extravagance, and when these advancements hit the market, we rationalize the extravagance by finding ways to fit them into our lives. I was still in college at the dawn of the Blackberry age, and I remember the dueling discourses. This makes work more efficient because it can happen anywhere and anytime. Versus, this makes work so efficient it will follow us everywhere, all the time. This was the device burrowing into our lives. It happens fast, but not so fast that we can't adjust gradually. Today's novelty is tomorrow's routine. If it ever went away, we would miss it. We wonder, how did we ever live before smartphones? Three, you're on mute. When something new digs in, it pushes out something old. Down the block from my high-tech crosswalk is one of the last payphones in the city. These used to be fixtures of the landscape. Now they're things I bump into because I'm staring at my iPhone. 
The payphones and the big blue mailboxes scattered around the neighborhood are reminders of the way things used to work. Sometimes, they're reminders that things used to work much better. Yes, mail gets lost and payphones break, but how many times does someone in a Zoom meeting have trouble connecting? How many times does your phone call drop? I don't think I've gone a day in the last few years without some kind of small technological malfunction. Network connection error, frozen app, lost Bluetooth connection, unresponsive keyboard. The motto of modern business is, sorry, your line is cutting out. Living in an age of constant technological advancement means living in a time when everything is unfinished. We live with beta versions, first drafts, and promised updates. We get used to it. We get used to glitches and errors and things not working the way we were told they would. There's a reason the history of comedy is full of gags about gizmos malfunctioning. The VCR flashes 12. George Jetson is stuck in the automatic dog walker. We get used to not having the old reliable pieces around. We get used to buying the best, but knowing it's only the best for now. For now. We live in iterative times. 4. Dig in. Another word for getting used to it is settling. We settle for whatever we have because we trust the next one will be better. We settle for less because more is coming soon. This means dealing with tools that are unreliable because we know we're on a path toward tools that are more functional. Maybe this is why the future doesn't feel futuristic. We haven't become inured to advancements, we're just always waiting on the next one. The future is finished, today is the beta test. This gets to be tedious and expensive. With every iteration, people are left behind because they can't afford the upgrade. Even for those who can, the lump sum is getting larger. So now, instead of buying a new model, we pay a monthly fee and upgrade whenever we can. The path to tomorrow is paved with monthly payments. This leads to sameness. When things are updated every year, manufacturers will copy each other to seize the same customer base. Why switch from one phone to another if the interface will be completely different? An upgrade isn't a leap ahead. We want the familiar that's just a little better. Look at cars. We're at a point where decades of vying for market share and borrowing ideas has led to every car looking the same. One quote that comes to mind when I think about technology is from the filmmaker and writer Elaine May. She wasn't talking about technology, but in an interview with her one-time comedy partner Mike Nichols in 2006, she said this. Look how quickly we all get used to eating shit. I mean, really... About seven years ago, if somebody had answered the phone saying, we really, we value your call, please hold on for the next hour and 25 minutes, we would have hung up, we would have been out. We get used to it just like that. We get used to it very fast. We get used to to skim milk very fast. Whole milk tastes like cream now. We adapt very quickly to being treated very badly. Five. It's the future. We're here anyway. Sometimes I wonder how the teenage version of me would respond to the present-day version of me. I think young Gabe would be disappointed at how bored I am by new computers. This establishes the trademark for young Gabe. I'm currently working on a pilot script. It's been a long time since I bought a new device and found it to be a significant leap beyond what I had before. Instead, it's a little better. I like it just fine but my purchase is driven more by a need to upgrade than a desire to try something new. It's unpleasant to spend a lot of money every few years to get something that's marginally better than something I already have, while the thing I really want is still far away. 
When was the last time you felt excited by how strange and new something was? When was the last time technology fulfilled all your needs? When was the last time you saw a car you'd consider beautiful? When was the last time you felt like you were in the future? Number One with a Bullard is produced by me, Gabe Bullard. Linda Golden edits the script that I read and the newsletter that you can read at GabeBullard.com. You can also go to that website, GabeBullard.com, to find links to sign up for this podcast if you're not already following or subscribed, and to also get the newsletter, which would be great. Also, if you already have done those things and you want to do a little something extra because you're in a good mood, then maybe you could leave a rating or review or tell a friend, send them the newsletter, that sort of thing. A few people have, and it's really nice. It's nice to get readers and listeners and to hear from them. So if you're so inclined, please do so. And I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks.